Welcome to the For Columbus Podcast. Sharing inspiring stories of local faith leaders from congregations, parachurch ministries, and the marketplace. With your host, Adam Ward. Well, hello, listeners, to the For Columbus Podcast. Yeah, season three, Soldiers On. Got another great guest today. Lifelong Columbus resident, Dan Lorenz of Luminary. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Dan, your dad was one of 10 kids, and you were one of seven kids, and you grew up in Clintonville. Yep. So, and then I see (laughs) the wonder years, and then you have four kids. So it's slowly tapering down, but it's still, that's still a lot of people. (laughs) <laughs> yes, 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 right. And uh, but you, you went to Catholic grade school, married your high school sweetheart, right? And yeah, uh, absolutely, very blessed. How how did being part of the Catholic faith impact you growing up? Well, I did the typical, you know, uh, going to church and, and uh, before school, but you walk to school. There, Mac of Conception there in Clintonville, and and. Uh, and I, uh, older boy and all that. And so learned all, all, all about Christ and God. And, and uh, I can't say I really was, uh, you know, I, I wasn't on fire for the Lord, but I certainly knew about, you know, what was important and certainly had, uh, you know, great parental models and, and people around me that uh, helped me know right from wrong. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Your uncle was a priest, and you thought maybe you'd want to. Yeah, yeah. So someday. part of what my my, <laughs> my, my mom's uh, uh, brother uh, uh, was a priest, and so in the early seventies, I remember him being ordained, and yeah. So I had I had thoughts, and I remember kind of you know talking through the mass myself, and kind of you know thinking about would this be something I'd want to do in the future, and then I met my wife, and that changed everything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I definitely. Uh, it was, it was always been an inspiration to me. And I, in fact, I was just with him a couple of days ago. He's uh, going to be 80 this year and definitely an inspiration for me. Wow. So you went to Cincinnati, walked on, played football for them, got a degree in civil engineering, came to Ohio State, got an MBA. So engineering and MBA, which I have, but that's kind of an odd combo. What, what drew you to those two things? Well, I, I kind of grew. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, so my grandfather had started a business in 1932 and uh, was successful. And, and uh, my dad had started some businesses, and so my father-in-law had started some businesses. So I knew I had that itch uh, to do my own thing someday. So uh, and I, I really enjoyed building things. So I was a co-op student and, and uh, really defined it. But early at the age of 28, uh, decided to form a business with a couple other guys. And so, uh, it really, that the combination really prepared me well for, uh, for my business career. Yeah. So you started, well, you were a partner in an excavation business that just took off. Yeah, we were very fortunate. It was the right timing. It was in the late eighties, started business in the nineties, a lot of work going on. I had a really good, uh, my partners were, had another, uh, excavating business that was a union business, very non-union business. And so, and I had had connections in the industry. So really uh, the combination of my experience along with some a really good foundation and a really good market um, 
allowed us to, to grow really rapidly in the 90s. Really, I was Entrepreneur of the Year twice, um, you know, and was, uh, you know, cover the business section, all that kind of stuff, you know. So it was uh, really, uh, really uh, kind of a, you know, one of those things where it was like, okay, when's the other, when's the shoe going to drop here? <laughs> so uh, with my wife, you know, we had four kids and everything going great. And, uh, you know, it was like, uh, okay, um, how are we going to respond when things don't go our way? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, you know, really wasn't investing, you know, a lot in my faith during, you know, my, that would have been, you know, born in 1960. So in the, in the, in the my thirties and forties, my thirties, Particularly, I was more invested in the family and and uh, growing my business. Mm-hmm. But we had um, it, it, we had invested heavily in, in our business. We had uh, grew up to about three hundred people. We had you know millions of dollars training um, our, our people, and they um, you know seven habits of highly effective people. So really, I was very focused on you know trying to make a difference in people's lives, mm. and we we're really successful doing that. And then in 99 and 2000 you had a couple incidents that really rocked yeah. the world yeah so we can you know, imagine had poured myself into this business and then all of a sudden 1999 we had a fatality um and and followed up by the next year another fatality and really for the same uh in the same way and it was just really really very difficult for everybody and uh and and so you know I remember a situation where I had a, you know, let the, the wife of the gentleman who, young man who died, uh, you know, know that he wasn't going to come home and walking up the steps with the, with the sheriff and uh, telling his wife of three months and she's two months pregnant that her husband wanted to come home and, and uh, she had her company safety t-shirt on. And you really start wondering, you know, you know, why, you know, why this happened. And uh, what I've, over time, I kind of concluded that it really, it is, um, it created a fire in me to, to uh, um, unleash and empower frontline leadership. Because really at the end of the day, me sitting in the office really couldn't control what that, what happened in the field really comes down to that frontline leadership of finding people who are willing to step up and say, no, we're not accept. We're not going to accept that behavior is, is, is on out here. You know, that's really that's what has what has the fire that's been created in me because of that because of that tra- those tragedies. Yeah, and then in 08, you found yourself really stretched thin. You're all over the place, multiple cities, multiple businesses, and then 2011 got got all flipped upside down. Yeah, yeah. So 2008 was the. Uh, you know, 2008 rocked a lot of people's worlds, right? Not yeah. Just mine, not just mine, you know. So uh, really had to, was forced to consolidate. We had, you know, you know, working with 10 different cities, uh, you know, five different companies, uh, really stretched really thin uh, as leadership and really had to consolidate the businesses to the point where, you know, in, in 2011, um, you know, really was forced into bankruptcy and, and really, uh and now, and at that point in time, I remember thinking about it. I always left of all these 23 years in business of working with thousands of people, and always left was a basement full of boxes. Yeah, Ugh. you know, <laughs> full of boxes that I keep got to keep for seven years, right? And so, 
Yeah, so it was really a time of uh, reflecting and really understanding kind of where do I want to go? I'm 50, 51 years old. How do I reinvent myself in a way that's going to be meaningful? What, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? You know, and uh, all along in, in the in the 2000s, I had had started to to uh, attend um, some some training. Um, you know, going to a conference and, and some spiritual training, and uh, that large conferences led me to being more involved with my parish, uh, which had some retreats and you know, uh, Bible study work. And uh, so, and, um, and then that led to um, then a small group, working in a small group, uh, which then over time, and, and, the, and, and really as I started my new business in, in 2012, uh, really business I decided to, to move forward with was a business that is a combination of combining talent and helping people understand their talent and combining with technology to create solutions for clients. So essentially it's a staffing business, but really more than that, really trying to help people understand, position people to succeed. And then, uh, you know, so long, we've, we've been okay. We've been really trying to change the industry. So it's been really a grind uh, to kind of to do that. Um, but now along comes COVID and I uh, have more time and, and really, at that point in time, had, had had my small group encouraged me to bring a, a ministry to our to our parish uh, called a Paradisus Day. It's that man is you, and it basically it's an authentic male leadership uh, training. And uh, through that, uh, I was encouraged to go through a, a program called Called and Gifted uh, through the Saint uh, Saint Catherine of Siena Institute. And come to understand that uh, they've been doing this for 25, 30 years, and, and they have 200,000 people have gone through it. It's essentially uh, a decent sample size. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Uh, and so essentially they had found that uh, uh, the best way is to have a sustainable evangelization is to have people working in the area of their giftedness. Uh, and, and so if we can help people understand their spiritual gifts, and connect them to opportunities to, to, to utilize their spiritual gifts, um, then that's, I've come to believe that's the best way to have sustainable evangelization. So, yeah, so let me, that, let me interrupt you there. Sure, for a second, sure. Dan. Okay. I, I mean, I've been in the church for, you know, 40 years and for, for decades and decades, it was find Jesus. And then once you find him, then you'll be satisfied. And I've had periods where I've known and found Jesus, but I wasn't satisfied. And if I overlay what was the dissatisfaction of that period, it's because I wasn't working in an area of my giftedness. I was either forced into something that I didn't enjoy, wasn't gifted in, or I was had pulled myself and removed myself. So I always tell people, if you know Jesus and you're knowing, if you know and use your gifts, then you're probably satisfied. Um, or you're at that a fairly high level of satisfaction at that point. Right. I mean, I like to think about, you know, when, when Mary, right, when she, when the angel told her, you know, you're going to have the son of God and she, she went off in haste, right? Yeah. She was ready to go, right? She yeah. was filled with joy because she knew her purpose, right? Right. Uh, and and uh, so that's really what I've experienced is that we can com- combine, right? Knowing Jesus, but also knowing what he's gifted you with really in, in what, uh, and, and what brings you joy. And then, you know, you can combine those two together, then your joyful presence is going to be attractive, right? That's yeah. what's going to drive the evangelization. 
I loved your comment earlier um, before we, the interview started where you said, when, pe- when we have people in their giftedness, it will bring them joy and people will notice. And uh, so, let's, so let's talk about Luminary. So you, you went to the CSI, you started, you know, you got, went through this, uh, you know, sheep dipping and calling and gifting and said, I can take that model and I can expand it and grow it. And you said, I'm going to start Luminary and I'm going to start Realize Your Calling. What do those two things do? Right. So essentially, Luminary is is a software. It's a, it's a digital platform. So imagine anyone anyone joins this, right? They can join it. So that's one of the things that's cool about this is it's not something we're doing to somebody. So we're, we're it's something we're facilitating for them to do themselves, right? They're going to own their spiritual development. So they go on there and they they first are they, they contact information, but more importantly, they they. What are, what are your, to go through a process of starting uh, to know their spiritual gifts. And then they said, okay, what are my talents? And what are, what's my availability? And then where am I in my spiritual journey? And so after 40 minutes, and they don't have to do it all, they can do, you know, these four different steps and, you know, over a period of time, they have a, they have a clearer vision of kind of what their giftedness is and what their availability and, where, you know, where they might move forward. And so then... We, so that's that's the software now. Then they're connected to an opportunity to serve because what we've under, come to understand with the challenges with spiritual gifts is one is a lot of people, if they, if they know their spiritual gifts, they'll be hesitant to use them because they're they're afraid of, of failure, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, the, and the second thing is uh, they they don't know what opportunities out there fit those spiritual gifts, right? Right, right. And so, so realize you're calling that it is, is a is a coaching um, program that we work with ministries to help them define opportunities so that when these individuals, disciples are looking, they're connected with these opportunities to serve that fit them. Uh, so it's really, so Luminary is the software and Realize Your call, call, Calling is, is the coaching program to help ministries utilize the tool. Yeah, I think that's great. One of the things that you said was, how can people discover themselves and how can they reinvent themselves? And I, I, I know there are a lot of people out there and you know, my wife and I have been empty nesters for several years. Um, and we both had that moment where we're like, okay, what's this, what's this next chapter? It can't just be going in, collecting a paycheck or, or growing this business. And I, you know, I want to do more. I want to have a bigger impact. And I have those conversations all the time. And so you're saying this luminary can provide it's a digital platform that will provide at least an initial step, both for the individual, but for the organization that, that needs those people and can use those people, you'll help create an internal and external map of opportunities to push those people through. Right. Absolutely. That's why I think about it. You really, like you said, I I was on a retreat this weekend and I don't know how many, everybody, almost everybody I talked to is like, I'm not sure what my next, next, next step in life is. You know, it seems like almost everybody out there is asking that question right now, especially with COVID, right? Right. Where where am I going? And so this really is another tool to help build that internal map. So you have some degree degree of clarity and confidence in, in, in who you are and then connect you to an external map right now. Now, okay. Knowing who I am, how can I apply my giftedness, my talents and my availability in the world where, where I can then make sure I follow through on and I, I'm successful. 
And that's really essentially, and, and we found also it's valuable to the ministries because now you have some degree of confidence that the people who are applying for this fit that opportunity, right? I know the ministry probably hesitant to, you know, uh, you know, have some people get involved without really knowing them, right? <laughs> and so this, right. this accelerates the process of, of knowing an individual and knowing and, and, and defining the ministry and making having some degree of confidence there's a good fit there and really then allows for exponential growth of opportunities to serve. Well, when I worked, when I went to work for GE and when I went to work for a consulting firm after that, both of them required I take personality tests before I applied for the position. Um, and they wanted to know what type of leader I was. They wanted to know, know what type of skill sets I had. And we applied the same thing to our applicants after I got hired to both of those places because we wanted to make sure that there was a fit. Now, there's a line that you told me before the interview, you said, as a leader, we need to know the right people are in the right seats. And there's a lot of pressure sometimes to say, we need people here and we'll just throw people in. But I can't tell you how many times I've been thrown in personally in a ministry environment where I'm like, this is making me not want to be part of it more than it makes me want to be part of it. And then there are other ones where I was thrown in that it's like, I am way better here than, uh, than doing anything else that I've done in a while. And you say, knowing and understanding your gifts is the first step. Then you need mentors. You need to talk to other like-minded people. And so you've got this two-prong approach, luminary, discovering it, realize you're calling, building this map, and you're connecting those two. That's very powerful. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I talked to people who have been utilizing these spiritual gifts for 20 years, and they said there's always, once again, there's that hesitant, hesitation by, for people to, to, to utilize their spiritual gifts. So that the, the idea is to okay now let's let's connect with people who've been been where they're where they're where they want to go right <laughs> and right. kind of help them walk down that road and feel confident walking down that road and then let's also you know, let's let's really understand let's take let's take our whole city right and let's define the opportunities in our city and let's let's share these resources across the city so so it, 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 I don't know how many people that I meet every day that have unbelievably gifted right. <laughs> And they're like, where do I, where do I go? They, they want to do something, but they don't know where to go to do it. And they're, they're they don't want to fail, right? Right, so this right. Is a tool that helps with, with both those. And I, another thing is it can be challenging for a leader of a ministry to hand over a ministry to a lay leader. And this helps bridge that discomfort gap, right? Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I've never been a, a minister myself, but I, I've, I've heard from a lot of them that say, you know, that, that is going to be, you know, uh, concerning, you know, so you do you wait until you really know this person deeply before you <laughs> engage them, right? There's only so many people you can know deeply, right? Uh, so this really, this, this tool is a way to accelerate that deep understanding of people. And we've experienced it on my business now, I've been running for 10 years, and really, it's amazing. We've had you know, 10,000 people, you know, go through an assessment process like you talked about. And what's, what's cool is now we're not really doing it to them, right? We're letting them utilize the tool themselves. We're right. allowing, them, allowing them to develop their own spirituality. We're helping facilitate that spiritual development. And then we're connecting to them. Because my experience with being with my spiritual gifts is you really don't know for sure for the spiritual gift until you actually start using it. Right. Right. So you start getting that that joy. You feel that joy. You get that feedback. You really say, wow, this is. And so that's a big part of it is to really initially. You know, what we've discovered is you, 
he, he, you know, he, it takes a while. And so you got to give people the opportunity to do these in baby steps. Right. Right. <laughs> and, but, but they can't, they can't spend all their time trying to grow themselves without going. Right. <laughs> so the, the trick is uh, let's grow, let's grow a little bit. Let's understand a little bit. Let, let's go. Let's actually let's, you just start using it right. you know, when in different uh, ministries opportunities. And then over time you get more and more now, now you become the expert that can mentor others. So that, yeah. that's, that's the key is to get encouraging people, give a tool for people that's easy for them to start out with and then be encouraged and then grow it over time rather than feel like they got to be an expert to start with. Yeah. It sounds a lot like making disciples. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh Absolutely. man. So, okay. Now you just started this some, at some point on COVID. So we were only two years into COVID. I say only two years. It's been an eternal two years, but yeah, this luminary is still in its early phases. Right. right so if you want, if a leader wants to be a part of this or ministry person wants to be a part of this or a lay person wants to be part of this, what do they do? What can they do? Well, we have, we have uh, to experience it yourself. And I'm five or in your shoes. That's probably what I want to do is say, okay, let me experience this. And so you go to luminarydisciples.com, uh, luminary disciples, and there's a free demo button up in the upper right hand corner. And, and you go through it and experience it yourself. And, uh, and then you can also look at that website that defines all information, all, you know, our ministry uh, and talks about the benefits and, and the features associated with it. And then alternatively, there's realizeyourcalling.com uh, that uh, will def define kind of a kind of a quick start process, right? So if you're, if you're a minister and you want to utilize this in your, with your ministry, uh, we could, you could, you could easily just hit the quick start button and we'll be contacted and we could start down the road of uh, working together. Well, that's pretty simple. <laughs> Try to be. <laughs> and I think the main thing is realize that we are still, uh, early in this, as you said. And so we have, uh, you know, as we talked earlier, we've developed an algorithm that essentially matches, right. If we, we through Catherine Sienna's 25 years of experience, they've, They've defined, you know, for different positions inside a ministry, you need these different spiritual gifts. And so we've created this tool, right? So when, when someone is matched up with an opportunity, uh, it's based upon that algorithm. Uh, over time, it'll become even better, right? So, um, but that that's, um, and, and so part of what we're, we're, we would work with the minister on is the defining their opportunities that we I really found that to be more challenging than it sounds to actually put in paper, okay, here's all the different things we need to have, we need to accomplish inside our ministry, but then what are the opportunities outside the ministry that you want to impact the community with, right? Uh, so it's really defining those opportunities uh, is, is one of the early things that we work with, you know, the, the leadership, the ministry leadership to, to do. Um, so that when they're, when they sign up there, the idea would be then sign up your your uh, disciples, and they would then be able to connect to the ministries that you've defined. Well, Dan, wow. Um, you're 60 in early sixties now, and you've said, I'm going to make a dent in the kingdom, leveraging the skills and talents that your entrepreneurship way back to your civil engineering, MBA business starting years and 
and uh, you want this to be used all over Columbus. You want this to be used all over the nation. I think it's a phenomenal tool. You and I have been able to talk several times about this, and I'm glad that you got to come on the podcast and share it with our listeners. If this were to go how you could imagine, what do you see in the, the impact on the kingdom in five or 10 years? You know, millions of people utilizing tool, but what's really the end game in my mind is that all of us learn how to um, in our whole lives, you know, not just our church lives, right? But our, our, our professional life, our life with our family, we learn how to, to use our God-given gifts uh, to build the kingdom. And yeah. so, you know, I don't know how many people I've talked to about, you know, <laughs> so what do you do? Well, I'm, you know, I have a friend who's, who works at Ohio Health. And, and uh, I said, so do you guys talk at all about the kingdom at Ohio Health? You're not for profit, you know, started by a religious <laughs> organization. And he's like, no, we don't. I said, so my impression is what you guys talk about is the billions of dollars you got in your, in your bank account for the rainy day, right? He said, yeah, that's pretty much what we focus on. I said, you know, so wouldn't it make a difference that, you know, he's on, he's not on the board, but he has the ear of the CEO and, and the CEO, and, and he's, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be with them. I'm going to talk to him about, it. I know he's getting ready to start a Bible study here at Ohio Health, uh, but could I, could I be part of, you know, promoting that and to also then say, maybe could we have a cross in these rooms? Could we say a prayer for patients? Imagine that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so I, that's that's the end game is where all of us are saying there's a great opportunity to build the kingdom in everything we do every day and to see 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 Christ and others and, and to to apply. You know, if you're talking to a waitress and you know, it's not just about her education, but how did where she went through faith, you know, yeah. uh, and that's that's what I see. There's this tremendous opportunity to and we, and we in doing so in an authentic way. Right. In a way that gives us joy, get, you know, gives the other people joy and give away these spiritual gifts. That's. That's where I see this going. Well, Dan, thanks for developing yourself and thanks for listening to the Holy Spirit and developing this tool. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. God bless. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Also, rating and reviewing us on iTunes helps get the word out.